Hi everyone! Left to our own devices, the conference may be over, but you can still watch the recording at cybellum.com conference. Tune in to listen to FDA updates from FDA executives themselves, learn about AI in automotive from NVIDIA, the AI leader, and listen to product security leaders from Philips, Honeywell, CISA, and more. Go to cybellum.com conference and watch the recording for free. See you at the next event! Hi, this is David. And this is Shlomi. And you've tuned into Left to Our Own Devices, the product security podcast. Hey, hackers, defenders, and everyone in between, welcome back to Left to Our Own Devices, the product security podcast. Today, we will rewind 2023, a year of regulatory push, supply chain hacks, and enough zero days to fill a breach library. But fear not, we also saw product security rise like a phoenix with threat modeling soaring and vulnerability management taking center stage. So buckle up as we toast the triumphs, dissect the dramas, and prepare for what's next in this ever-evolving world. But before we jump in, we must not forget the current situation in which hostages have been held in terrible conditions for over two months, and we pray that they will all return home as quickly as possible, and that we will see peace emerge in the near term. So let's start hacking. Thanks for the intro, David. So maybe we can start with a question I have for you, actually. You've been around a lot. You went to a lot of conferences. What was the biggest trend in product security for you in 2023? I'd have to say that there were two major shifts in product security that I saw in 2023, and both were heavily influenced by the new FDA cybersecurity regulations and other regulations that have been coming out. So first of all, prioritizing software supply chain security. The FDA regulations put a spotlight on vulnerabilities in software components and in libraries used in medical devices. And this has driven a focus on software build of materials, which we had also heard about before 2023, but now it's really front and center. Uh, Mapping and tracking all software components in a device, making it easier to identify and patch vulnerabilities. Continuous monitoring and vulnerability management is another. Proactively scanning for and addressing vulnerabilities in software components, even before they're exploited, so that we can check the software that we know is inside of those devices and continuously scan to make sure that if there are vulnerabilities, we catch them in time. And the third there, I would say, is secure coding practices, emphasizing secure coding practices throughout the organization from the design phase through development uh, in order to minimize vulnerabilities in the first place. The second major issue is risk-based approach to cybersecurity. And again, here the FDA encourages a risk-based approach meaning that manufacturers need to tailor their security measures to the specific risks that their devices pose. And this has led to threat modeling and analysis, like being able to identify potential threats and attack vectors to prioritize um, security investments. And tiered security controls where we're applying different levels of security based on the device's risk level and intended use, because as we know, there's a very big difference between, let's say, an MRI or a machine that's used for laser surgery than there is for a thermometer that might be tied to the internet. And then we have also adaptive security, which is continuously monitoring and adapting security controls as threats evolve. So these shifts really represent a fundamental change in how MDMs, medical device manufacturers, think about cybersecurity. It's no longer just about ticking the compliance boxes. 
but it's about proactively managing risk and building resilience against cyber attacks. And Shlomi, so what was the biggest trend for you in 2023? Yeah, so I agree with everything you said, by the way. I, I, I saw the same things. I think on my end, first of all, I wanted to mention that all of the changes you talked about in the medical device industry, they also happen, of course, in the automotive industry. And we see a lot of companies now preparing for the July 24 deadline of, of the WP29 regulations and specifically building CSMSs, you know, the, the, the cybersecurity management system. So there is much more talk about that. And also connected to that, something I, I thought was astonishing compared to last year was that we see a move from more ad hoc cybersecurity activities to actual risk management. So there was much more talk in conferences about how to connect the security uh, risk to the business, how to define KPIs, how to build a, a CSMS or, or governance dashboard, specifically in automotive or other dashboards you know, for, for managing the risk in monetary terms or in product risk terms uh, for, for the medical device industry. And also a lot of discussions about how to communicate the ROI of product security to managers. We saw people from you know, the likes of Abbott and, and Siemens and other companies talking about how they measure not only um, the risk of a vulnerability, but actually uh, how it can impact the business in various ways and KPIs. And you know that's work that, that we've also been doing at, at Cybellum. So it was nice to see that the industry is uh, evolving towards that. So another question for you, David, what were some of the things that you learned in the field, uh, so to speak, attending out of these uh, product security events around the world? In 2023, we actually attended a lot of events. And I mean, just to name a few, um, HISAC, Embedded World in Frankfurt, the guys at, uh, the guys and ladies, I should say, <laughs> at uh, Automotive IQ, they put on some great events like the Automotive Cybersecurity event in Europe and in the US, Auto ISAC, SCAR. Wow. You know, there, there were so many of them. So in 2023, cybersecurity awareness has really reached a fever pitch when it comes to products and medical devices and automotive. And that's mostly driven by major regulatory shifts. So whether it's the FDA's new cybersecurity regulations or the continuing implementation of WP29 in the automotive space, manufacturers are really have been forced to reevaluate their security approach. And the FDA's new cybersecurity regulations have had a major impact on the medical device industry, as we mentioned, as has WP29 on the automotive industry. And these regulations really focus on, you know, everything from vulnerability monitoring, data security and privacy, threat modeling that we mentioned. And it really has changed the way that car manufacturers, for example, in the automotive industry have to think about how they collect, store and use their data and also how they develop their software. That's, you know, they talk about millions and I don't know, they, I've even heard so many billions of lines of software coming into the new, the new electronic vehicles. I don't know. That's a lot of code. <laughs> uh, yep. that's a lot of lines of code, billions of lines of code. Um, but it really means that they need to adapt their cybersecurity practices as the regulations change. And I think that these regulations together with the upcoming CRA in Europe, and some of the new regulations coming out of China and other places in the world, they're really, um, it really marks a turning point in cybersecurity awareness for critical industries and how these companies are looking at cybersecurity. So as much as I would like to say 
that all of these manufacturers are altruistic and that they really want to save humanity from cyber attacks that could hurt people. I believe they are, but it helps to have the regulators behind them pushing them to make the changes that they need really in order to secure their products and these devices that really you know, are, are things that we use on a day-to-day basis. So I think by understanding these changes and adapting accordingly, the manufacturers can not only ensure that their regulatory compliance needs are met, but they can also build trust with consumers and stakeholders. And that trust can be used also for competitive advantage. I talked a lot, Shalomi. <laughs> so what product <laughs> security technologies or frameworks are you most excited about in 2024? I'll try to maybe divide it to non-Cybellum technologies that I'm excited about and Cybellum technologies, because obviously I'm, I'm biased uh, being part <laughs> of, of Cybellum. Of course. Um, so I, I actually start with, with non-Cybellum technologies. So we've seen a lot of talk about uh, threat modeling, and there are many ways of, of approaching it. And I see more and more product security teams trying to integrate it into their workflow. And I actually found the solution by Itemis to be uh, really exciting on that front. I think uh, that's also the response I heard from you know from actual people uh, in in product security positions that the granularity and the automation capabilities that it allows really uh, provides a rule a good backbone for doing more advanced threat modeling. Which I think a lot of of the product security teams that's exactly what they look for. They want to kind of drill down and and do more advanced uh, threat modeling uh, that also is affecting uh, later stages in the development phase and not just uh, happens in the in the design phase. So, yeah, I think the item is solution is, is really interesting. And on the Cybellum side, I have to talk specifically about one solution or launch we, we did recently, which is the uh, CSMS cockpit. It's basically a, a governance uh, dashboard for risk management uh, for the automotive industry that really allows you to manage uh, all the CSMS activities from one place and seeing the progress across uh, the different areas, whether it's you know vulnerability management or, uh, again, threat modeling or, or other areas. So that's something I'm really excited about in the automotive industry. David, what, what technologies are you most excited about? So I have to agree with you when it comes to threat modeling about Itemis and actually a call out to my good friend, uh, Franz Joseph from uh, the chairman of Itemis and uh, the work that we announced that we're doing together, uh, the partnership that we announced. And it was great to see him recently in Munich and he really was very welcoming. I wasn't sure I would actually make it to the conference. It was the uh, European Cybersecurity for Automotive Conference uh, put on by Automotive IQ. Actually, a call out to them also. They have a great staff there. Damien, who enjoys taking our money. No, just kidding. Um, Damien, who uh, <laughs> he's, he's a great guy. He makes sure that when we come in as a vendor to these events, that we really get to meet the right people that we need to in the industry. Actually, his boss, Ali, she loves it when I call her Ali. Yeah, it's really great to work with um, some good vendors, not to mention all of the others. You know, I'd mentioned previously HISAC. Auto ISAC, the Manusac, and Ilya. I mean, some really, really good people out there, Escar and so on. So non-Cybellum, Itemis, I agree with you. And also, I like the, um, the, you know, the product lifecycle solutions coming from PTC, for example, and from Siemens. We work very closely with both of them. And they fit extremely well with our offering and the vision that we have for Cybellum, you know, going from the design phase straight through the post-market, 
uh, and also, of course, being built on assets. And um, that's what I would say for the Cybellum side. And again, like you, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I have certain things within Cybellum that I really enjoy looking at and seeing and, and some of the innovation that's come out of 2023, including AI and our, the AI that's been built in. You know, there's a lot of talk out there and a lot of marketing out there around AI. Uh, but when you can actually implement AI into your solution, uh, that's pretty incredible. And also asset management. You know, being able to look at the different components, the different SBOM, everything that we're doing as assets and within on top of those assets to have the ability to track, to um, monitor, and to comply with the regulations based around all of that. I think that's incredible. And in fact, when I joined Cybellum two years ago, one of the things I heard a lot about from the vendors was, okay, so there are all these regulations coming today and I need to track all of my assets. But what is this going to look like in 10 years' time when my product is in the field, my product you know, is out there in the market, maybe it's on the road, maybe it's inside of a hospital, and there's a vulnerability that hits, and I have to go back 10 years to find that vulnerability? What's that going to look like? And, and it's something that I think we are helping those manufacturers to answer those questions. And, and for us, you know, Shlomi, I, I'm talking for you and me, inside of Cybellum and all of the rest of the team here, we actually are altruistic. <laughs> we, we do like building our company, but every one of us is in it because it's really something it's, you know, the company is here to help secure the critical systems that we use on a daily basis. And, and for, you know, that's a really big pleasure to be part of. So yeah, 2023 was really cool. I can't wait for 2024. We did have some challenges in 2023. So the same question we asked our listeners, Shlomi, what was the most amazing moment you had in 2023? Right. So there were a lot of amazing moments uh, related to to the product security community, but I think one thing really overshadowed everything else. So I can't, you know, with good conscience, just talk about uh, product security. Uh, so, so to me, you you mentioned uh, the hostages and the ongoing war, and I think for me the most amazing thing really had nothing to do with product security, but actually seeing the country. Uh, we're part of uh, come together uh, and really the world come together in in a lot of ways in such an amazing way um, and the power of, of community to somehow manage uh, and cope with this un- unbelievable tragedy that to me was was the most incredible thing i I saw this year uh, hands down for you David yeah I agree with you October 7th kind of changed the lives in in the country here. You know, for those of you who know Cybellum, uh, our R&D center is based here in uh, Tel Aviv, in Israel. But we also have employees in Ukraine, for example, in the UK, in the US, all over the world. We're, we're Germany, you know, France. We have a base in, uh, in Korea and LG, of course, which is our mother company. We have employees also that have come from there and in China. And what's really been incredible is the endless messages of support that we've received from our customers, from prospects, from our partners. You know, when I was in Munich, uh, I mentioned last month, uh, FJ, he does this champagne cocktail at the end of the first day, usually. (laughs) And he said, before I start to give my talk, um, I want to say a special thanks for David for coming over, uh, even though, you know, we're in the middle of this difficult period and he was really, really supportive and I really thank him for that. Yeah, we put out a message that we're open for business, everything is as normal, you know, but it's definitely been a challenging few months. But all of that said, you know, we are full steam ahead. 
and really heading into 2024 with an amazing platform in Cybellum, amazing, amazing show and podcast. You know, we, we've had some, some really, really great people on the show over the last year. You know, maybe just to name a few, Robert from Braun, and we had Gonen from uh, RB, and we had Idi from talking about real cybersecurity. We had the state controller of Israel. I mean, we've had some really, really good guests on the show. And the chief cybersecurity officer for Siemens USA, we had general manager of OTA and cybersecurity from Harman. We had Nidhi. Nidhi. Nidhi's incredible. Um, she yep. was on talking about regulatory affairs. And we had uh, Nidhi from, from uh, NTT, the chief cyber strategist. So, you know, I guess um, my message is we have a lot more to come in 2024. And uh, Shlomi, you want to summarize uh, what we're going to be doing? Yeah, I think you summarized it perfectly. All I can say is uh, watch out for what we have in store for 2024. There are a few surprises. And with that in mind, uh, let's hope for a, a safe 2024 with a lot of uh, good technology and, and improved security, both in and out of the security world. And thank you, David. Thank you, Shlomi. It's been a pleasure working with you over the last two years on this podcast, and we're just going to keep on rolling. Same here. Left to Our Own Devices is brought to you by Cybellum. To learn more, visit cybellum.com.